This morning we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do an imagination exercise. So I invite you to sit comfortably in your seats, which is easier for some than others. Some of the more comfortable seats. And you might like to sit with your uh, back straight if you can. Although the pews make you sit with your back straight. With your feet on the floor, flat on the floor. You might want to put your hands lightly in your lap and close your eyes. And as you sit, become aware of where you're sitting and where you need to relax and move so that you can relax. attention to your breathing, to notice the air going in and out. you to find yourself on that first Easter morning. Look around you. You can see the three women buying spices to anoint a body. Jesus' body. Take note of where you are. Is it still dark or is it light? How warm is it? What can you smell? What can you hear? What is happening around you? guard of some sort there to keep the peace. Perhaps a disciple or someone else. Who are you in this story? As you look at the woman, what do you see? What do you hear? What are the woman talking about? And what are you feeling as they buy the spices to anoint Jesus' body and as they look to the tomb and begin their walk?
you are now holding towards the tomb. And you can hear them talk about who will roll the stone away. You might even be part of that conversation. What are their fears? What are your fears? As you come to the tomb, you see that the stone is rolled away. <coughs> what do the women think? What are they saying? What do you think? What are you saying? Three women enter the tomb. And you hear a cry of surprise. So you too enter the tomb. You look around. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear as you stand in that tomb? doing and saying and how do you react with them Turn and see a young man dressed in a right white robe sitting on the right side. What is your reaction? What do you say to him? young man now looks at the woman and says, But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. How did the woman react?
speaks to you. What do you hear the young man say to you? And what do you say to the young man in return? So as you stand in that empty tomb, ask yourself, where is Jesus now for you? Where is Jesus now for you? When you're ready, return to this place, to this Easter morning, in this time of worship. to just sit there and reflect on that experience for a moment or you might like to turn to your neighbour and share as much as you like with them. So you have about two or three minutes to do that. Either sit in quiet or talk to your neighbour about your experience. So why did I do that and not preach a sermon, which is what you're supposed to do? Well, I blame Mark. I'm going to blame someone, so it should be Mark, I'm sure. The gospel as Mark, the gospel by Mark that has survived until today, finishes at verse 8, chapter 16, verse 8. Nearly all the scholars agree with that. But if you look at your Bibles, they have two alternative endings tucked on the end. So why have they done that? Well, in Mark's Gospel, when it finishes at verse 8, it finishes where we finished our Gospel reading this morning and where we finished the guided meditation. And that is that only the women see the risen Jesus and they are told to go and tell the disciples to go to Galilee where they will see Jesus. But the woman (coughs) ran from the tomb, confused and shaking and far too afraid to tell anyone what had happened. (coughs) Now some say that the real ending got lost. That's a silly place to finish gospel. 
and clearly Mark had written a better ending, but it got lost. So it got chopped off the end of the manuscript. And so there are two alternative endings, and they're both um, based on Matthew's Gospel. But there are a number of scholars who suggest that actually that's exactly where Mark wanted to finish his Gospel. He didn't want to carry on with all the resurrection stories. That his Gospel, in effect, acts like an introduction speech when you're introducing a guest speaker, for example, at a convention, where you tell a few stories about their life so that you get a sense of who they are, and then you say, and now I invite so-and-so to come and speak. And Mark is doing that. He's told a number of stories that give you a flavour of who Jesus is, and then he says, and now here's Jesus and he's going to speak to us. And what he means by that is that he is inviting his hearers to talk about how they have met the risen Jesus, wherever they are. So tradition says that Mark's gospel was written in Rome. Whether it was or not, who knows. But if that's right, then he's saying to the Roman Christians, so how have you met the risen Jesus in Rome? For Mark, the important thing was that Jesus rose. The much less important thing was the stories about his, the experiences of the risen Jesus in Jerusalem and Galilee. The important thing was that he rose and was present for those Christians in Rome or wherever they were. And so he was saying to them, so how have you experienced the risen Jesus? And he is saying to us, how have we experienced the risen Jesus in our daily lives? Why is Mark doing that? Well, because if the Easter story is just a true story but has no impact on us, if it doesn't affect how we see the world, how we live our lives, then there's little, there's little point to it. It's just reduced to the level of a nice story. But if what we hear on this Easter Sunday stirs us to remember our own times with the risen Jesus, if it allows us to recount how we have been changed by those experiences, and if it allows us to continue to grow into Christ's great love, then Easter is of great significance because it will change the world. And because a number of people have been able to recount how they've been changed by those experiences, because a number of people have grown into Christ's great love, the story is of great significance. World history has been changed by it. And as long as people are changed by the story, it will continue to change the world. If you watch the news, the season of Easter is exactly one day long. Today, that's it. Tomorrow, we're over Easter and we can move on with life. But in the church's calendar, Easter actually lasts for 50 days, all the way up to Pentecost. That is the season of Easter. So for the next 50 days, I invite you to think about how have you met the risen Jesus in your daily life? And I invite you to share that experience with somebody, to talk about how you've met the risen Jesus and to hear their story.
so that together you may rejoice that the risen Christ of the risen Christ continued presence with us today, so that you might continue to be changed by that experience, and together we might continue to work with Christ to change the world.